1: Time for us to hang out this weekend with uh, Father Knows Something. Yeah. And it's Bear, Justin, and I. Holly is uh, off tonight. She is um, out visiting the world. That's great. I'm and, sure she is. And Morgan's over there doing production. So it's you and I. I guess so. And the plant hitting me in the head.
0: Always. Always. It wouldn't be a show without it.
1: I hope everyone had a great week. And... Um, Saw a lot of write-ins this week, a few comments back and forth, so let's kick it off.
0: That's all you got?
1: That's all I got.
0: Okay, well, tonight, today, this morning, yesterday, whenever this is, we are getting into doing it for yourself, making hard choices to make situations better for you. When That's you've right. tried to do it for everybody. everyone's else. not working, you got to just make the right choice for yourself. I agree. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Okay. Uh-huh. Hi, friends, before we get into this, please remember to hit the subscribe button and encourage everyone else to do so. Under 50% of the people that regularly watch this show are not subscribed. So if you could please hit that button, it helps us out a ton. And we want to just keep this growing and helping as many people as we can. So please help us do that. Number one, this is going to be a fun one. Just for old time's sake, I would like to break out the seatbelt.
1: Oh ho, 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 ho. wait a minute! Watch this, kids. <laughs> yep. Oh, do I need the wrist, restra- wrist restraints or I have to be able to drive still? You gotta drive still. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm okay. Buckled in.
0: I think my 21 female boyfriend, 21 male, wants to cheat on me. Okay. But (laughs) (laughs)
1: let them go do your own thing.
0: (laughs) But I don't know how to prove it. I'm going to try my best to keep this story short and as anonymous as possible. Okay. I, 21 female, and my boyfriend, 21 male, have been together for about a year and a half, and our relationship has been absolutely incredible. We have a great balance of seeing each other and school slash work life. I am very close with his friends and family, and I am absolutely enamored with him. About a year ago, my boyfriend, let's call him M, M. was accepted to study abroad for six months in another country. Of course, I was absolutely ecstatic for him. However, I expressed to him how nervous I was because my last two relationships ended due to long distance. He spent the months leading up to his leaving, reassuring me that nothing would happen, and that he loves me way too much to ever let me go. He even made me an entire photo album of photos and notes to remind myself that we will make it through. He left about a month and a half ago, and as far as I thought, things were going great. He never expressed any doubts or weird feelings at all during his time there so far. In fact, I was the only one who had occasionally expressed being nervous. He always reassured me that I was the one for him. I visited him after about a month and a half into his stay and on the last day of my visit, he told me that he didn't know if he was ready for a relationship. I was honestly so taken aback. Our entire vacation had been so great and nothing seemed off at all. So this came as a shock. When I asked him to elaborate, he said that he is, quote, so young and doesn't know if he is ready to date the one yet. I asked him if he meant he wanted to see other people And he said not at all, so I was naturally confused. He then suggested that maybe we take a break only while he was abroad, to which I replied, you are essentially asking me if you can go hook up with other people and then come back and get back together with me, so absolutely not. He denied this and said he just meant that we won't be together physically and it will be easier to take a break. I told him, absolutely not, again and he said that he would instead like to spend a week without me talking to him, to do some soul-searching and figure out why he feels this way so suddenly. I was floored, but I ultimately agreed to this because this is the first time he has ever opened up about his mental health. I suggested a flat-out breakup, and he said, that doesn't feel right. I explained to him that making a decision on a relationship while he is long-distance isn't something that is smart and that we should wait three months until we are back in the real world and in person again to decide. He said he wasn't sure he could wait the three months to do that. I honestly feel like he was trying to decide between staying with me and getting with other girls, but he keeps denying that and says he just doesn't know if he's ready for a relationship right now. He says that even though I'm amazing and perfect, he keeps spiraling into these thoughts and spending the rest of his life with a girl he met when he was 19. I have no idea what to do. Am I being dumb by staying? Is there something deeper that I might be missing? A part of me feels like he just wants to cheat on me, and his solution is to explore those feelings. A month ago, he was telling me that he was my future husband, and now he thinks he is not ready. My dad and his mom both say that these are normal feelings at our age, and that I should wait and see if they will pass because we have something so genuinely good, and he is just scared." My friends say that I know in my heart that I deserve someone who won't ever question their love for me. I have no idea what to think anymore.
1: I do. But I could be wrong. Let's hear it. Okay. I was once 21, 22, and 23. Traveled a lot. Had a lot of other things flashing in front of me that I normally didn't have in my daily life. And your answer is... You are free. And if we're meant to be together, it will happen at another date and time. But meanwhile, we are two single people. I love you. And I know that we have deep feelings for one another. And I'm not angry with you, but you must go explore whatever you're, you're exploring. He's already found somebody. This is This is not he has to go search. He's got someone that he's, He's investigating. He doesn't want to feel guilty. He doesn't want the phone ringing while she's at the house. So look, you're not going to stop this thing. And having a fit about it isn't going to work either. So the answer is let the fish go. And if you, for some reason, are out fishing one day and he bites on the hook and things, at least he grew and he saw what it is. If you're meant to be together and it's going to turn into that, you don't have to worry about it. He's, he will figure out who you are. And it might be with other people to finally figure out how special of a woman you are. And that's the only way you want him. And meanwhile, you're not waiting for him. You're going to go out and enjoy your life. And if someone comes in and says, hey, would you like to have dinner with me? Your job is to say, if he's attractive and you, and you feel a connection with the fellow who's saying, or woman, who's whoever it is who's saying it to you, go go to dinner yeah, go have a drink, go do a walk. Whatever it is, you have no reason not to do it. you are free. You're not going home to wait for the phone to ring and feel guilty if the phone does ring right. Don't feel bad. it, it It's a natural thing when people get together at 19, not knowing how to deal with whatever the future is going to be long term right. Let it play out and let it play out without any guilt. And without you being too emotional, I know you're connected to him. I know he is your first love. I understand. I've been there. I get it. But for right now, you need to, you need to release it and just say no problem. Yeah. And we're, we, we care for each other. And I'm sure that we'll talk to one another, but for right now, you don't have to worry about the phone ringing and me calling you and saying, who are you with? Because we're all smart enough to know what this is all about, and he'll deny it. But don't worry about it. Yeah, let's just go on and say, you know, I'll, you'll be home in, in three or four or five months, whenever he's going to be home, and let's have lunch when you get home, if yeah. you want. Be good to see you, because that's the natural thing. Let him loose. Let him go. Don't don't take the bullshit. We already know what's going on. I'm not being nice or 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 bad. I'm saying the way it is. This is I believe is fact. Let well, him go. And go on with your life. And if you want to get together in three months when he returns or have him call you, great. And if you don't, say, look, well, you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's the reality. No one knows what's going to happen in six months or six years. We, You hear stories that six years, eight years, 10 years past the relationship, they bump into each other again. And they, oh, my God, how, yeah. did, how did we disconnect?
0: Well, and the key part here is the ideal outcome. I want to stay and work through this with him, but my gut feeling tells me that maybe I have to let him go to make him realize what he wants. Follow and your gut. that right there is it is I- very mature perspective for mm-hmm. a 21-year-old. That's the core. Because I probably wouldn't have been able to say that at 21, but you know the situation well enough. You've dissected it. You gave it to us like on a silver platter.
1: You, you have the answer. You know, you know in your core what you got to do. And, and, and I agree with that core.
0: And for the first time on Father Knows Something History, we have an update. Let's go. On a story that we just read.
1: Okay. This one right here? Yes. There's already an update? Yes. All right. What's the update? I broke up with him. I actually was
0: listening to your most recent podcast on Two Hot Takes, and there was a story about a couple in an open relationship, and the boyfriend started to catch feelings for a girl online. The advice that Justin gave on there honestly changed my whole perspective, and I realized that we are so young, and I would rather try this now than have this come up again when we are 45 and married with kids. We are fully broken up. I broke up with him, which was really hard and sucked, but I knew I deserved better and we hope to reconnect in the future after we have both explored a little. I can't help but feel some resentment towards him as much as I love him for letting me go so quickly after spending months reassuring me that we would make it through long distance. However, I now understand better that this isn't necessarily about seeing other girls and more about being so young and not knowing how to feel about spending the rest of your life with the same person. I've had years more relationship experience than he has, and I've also been able to explore a lot more than he has as well. Maybe we will reconnect in the future at his brother's wedding, or maybe we'll find our person separately. All I know is that if we ever have a chance of reconnecting and lasting, this is what has to happen.
1: Fully agreeing. Congratulations. Because even though you didn't hear our advice before you uh, wrote the outcome, we all, we all agree on the same thing. I, your judgment is right on the mark. Your radar is great. It's all about our radar. And your radar is very, very sharp. You don't need to tune it. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. And so the update made sense because after she wrote in, mm-hmm. we talked about a similar story on Morgan Show. Mm-hmm. And then she made her decision and wrote her update. So I thought it was cool to have both in one.
1: So not only is father sometimes right, Justin know something. So. Justin so. <laughs> knows something.
0: Um, which leads me to also remind everybody that we are going to have a Google form just for updates. So as much as we always say, let us know, tell us how you're doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know where to go. So we're going to create a form that's going to be right below the form in every episode description that allows for you to go in, tell us what episode it was, and you know, remind us, hopefully, it's the same email, and then we can track it down and read updates. Mm -hmm. And so for next week's episode, we are actually going to do all updates.
1: Fantastic. So
0: we have enough of them. We're going to remind you of the stories, and then we'll go into the updates and see how everyone's doing. Because I mean, my first thing is when we finish these stories, I genuinely want to know what course, happened next. We all do. And I'm sure everyone else does. It's like when that episode ends on Netflix and you're like, ah, oh, where's the and seat? you have to click the next one. <laughs> so we're going to try it out next week. We have a bunch of updates all coming in real quick
1: and it'll be fun. It will be a great, it'll be a great week. So I'm, I'm excited. You got another one? Well, let's move on to number two. Okay. Hi, Jerry,
0: Morgan, Justin, and Holly. I love the podcasts, and I've been listening to Two Hot Takes and Father Knows Something since the beginning. I love the shows, and you guys have helped me through so much, whether it's advice given to others or just needing a laugh in a hard time. I'm 18 female, and I've got a difficult home situation. There's a lot going on, so this may be a bit long, but bear with me. My mom and I live with her boyfriend and his mother. Her boyfriend has a drinking and gambling problem. Here's my situation. Three weeks ago, my mom had surgery on her hip. Since then, she's been staying with her mother, my Mima, because our house has stairs and she can't walk. About a week and a half ago, her boyfriend bet on a football game, which he lost. In anger, he started throwing things and slamming doors. I have severe PTSD from my past relationship and school I went to. So now when people get angry like this, I start to panic. Since then, I've packed up my stuff and have been going between friends' houses, never knowing where I'm going to be sleeping the next day. Having to do this means leaving my cat, which I love and miss so much. I decided enough is enough and asked my grandma, my dad's mom, not the one my mom's staying with currently, if I can move into her downstairs. Her basement is basically an apartment. When I told my mom this, she sort of lost it and was angry because now they, my grandma and grandpa, know her business now. To me, I feel it's more important to feel safe where I live than it is to hide what is going on from my dad and his family. When I talked to my mom yesterday, she asked where I was staying and I said, nannies, my grandma, and she said, that's weird, you never stay there. I was confused, of course, because we had a conversation about it. She then said she can't wait to get home so we can get our lives back. And I said to her, I don't think I can ever go back there. She continues to say, well, you can't just bounce from house to house for the next year or whatever I told her. I'm not. And she yelled back at me. You literally are. I told her we'd talk about it another time because I was so annoyed with her. It's like she refused to believe or forgot somehow the conversation we had. Here's where I need advice. How can I sit my mom down and help her understand that she's put us in this situation and I need to do what's best for me and leave? I know I'm an adult and can do what I want to and need to, but I have this horrible feeling and I'm second guessing my decision because of her feelings. I don't know what to do. I don't want to give in and go back, but I hate this horrible feeling I have.
1: There's a point in time in life where we have to go on our own instincts, and you're 18. You're a full a full flying bird. And the fact that your judgment was there's no way you were going to stay in that environment because it was unsafe was probably at, at, at first judgment on, on my part without really being there and seeing everything was this was a right on decision. Get out of there. Go protect yourself. Who knows what could happen in these environments? So bravo to you. As far as going to where you feel safe, you're 18 years old. You get to make your own choices, which feel safe to your mom. could, Your mom is welcome to stay wherever she wants. This is her life. This is her choices. But now it's your life and you get to make choices that are going to affect you directly. And I don't think you have to get in a long conversation with your mom. I think you can simply say, you know, mom, I feel safer this way. You're welcome to go stay wherever you want, but I'm moving on. And I love you. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I'm not going to live with you guys. I'm, 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 I'm making different choices and decisions now.
0: Yeah, I think this is the perfect example of this theme. This is actually the story that inspired this theme. This mm-hmm. is the first one I found. And yeah, I think this is the perfect example of you need to do what's best for you, despite how your mom's going to feel, because you know, if you do this to appease your mom's feelings and you put yourself through this, I feel like you're going to look back and regret that. Whereas you can drastically change. And it's amazing too how it seems simple. Obviously it's a big choice to to move out and move into a different place, but how something like that can completely change every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to better your living situation. It's going to better your mood throughout the day it's going to better mm-hmm. just your overall life experience in the in the coming years because you'll feel so free and you won't have this huge weight on you your mom's feelings they'll pass or they won't but whatever that that's that should be always secondary to making sure you are in a safe at a minimum plus happy healthy place to live
1: I just look at it a simple decision a lot less exposure for you from where you're at right now being with your mom and her boyfriend who is very uh volatile and yeah. we now, there could be other things that go on in that relationship going forward that can change your life on a very negative basis going forward so I think bless you you made the great a great choice and uh move on and keep growing you did a great job great 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 thinking great processing
0: yeah and one I proud of you and one last point it. The the element of you know having her business now be known by everyone. You are this. right by ins- by saying to her you put us in this situation because she did. What are you supposed to do? Stay there and fear for your life every night as this guy's running around slamming breaking things? Like no, I wouldn't think you, about that at all.
1: You made it. You made an easy and the correct decision, and I'm I'm impressed. Easy.
0: And uh, we hope the best for you.
1: Yes. Let us know uh, how you're doing every once in a while.
0: Number three. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I'm going through something right now and can't talk to my family about it. I, 24 female, have been in a relationship for three years with my girlfriend, 27 female. She wants to propose in the next few months, but I'm terrified to make that commitment to her. We have had several issues in the past which led to two breakups, and we have a lot of other issues around communication. She has OCD and a very strong anxious attachment to me. If she senses even the slightest shift in my feelings for her, she freaks out and forces me to tell her there's nothing wrong or she will cry for days. I also just found out that she has been talking to her ex for two years behind my back while telling me they don't speak anymore. I haven't confronted her about it yet, but I'm at the point that I know I need to break up with her. This is my first ever relationship and I am, all caps, terrified for several reasons. I'm scared how she will react and I'm sure she will do anything to make me stay. I have no place else to live besides the one bedroom apartment I share with her since my parents are renting out my old bedroom and, not, and there's not enough money to move out on my own. I know they would terminate their tenant's lease for me, but they would still have to give them at least a month's notice. I'm also scared because I have no one else besides her. No close friends, and I'm not close with my parents or sister. Lastly, I'm scared because I still care about and love my girlfriend a lot, so I know leaving her would also put her in a terrible position. She can't afford to live here alone, and she doesn't have anyone either, since all her friends and family are across the country, back in her hometown. She's extremely close with my family because of that and even works with a close family friend. I need some breakup advice and maybe help with a game plan to make this the easiest split possible.
1: You know, you're in a, in, in some ways, a very easy position. It just takes a little bit of guts to do what you need to do. The reality is that you are certainly showing that she is codependent upon you. Um, and controlling because you're worried about her behavior when you say that it's not there. Um, You can certainly, uh, if she asks you to marry her and you feel that there's a possibility that you do want to maybe one day marry her, that's a different conversation, but you're pretty clear that's not the case. You're done. It's a wrap. So you're going to have to find a way either to find somewhere else to move or a different place if it's not your name on the lease for her to move and make that direction happen and just say, I really don't see us having a future. Not that I don't care for you, but that's not enough to have a life with you. And that's just not going to happen. So I think it's best that we be honest with each other and direct with one another and we go forward. Now, if you decide that you can stay in the same residence because you have nowhere else to go. And that's really, there's nowhere else to go. Then that's a decision you get to make on how to control that, that narrative, but you'll figure it out because the simple, the simple thing is, there's is already what you said point blank in the, in, in your first two sentences, it's got to be over. Mm-hmm. So make it simple. Don't drag it out. Don't, Make this a big drama thing. Just keep it a matter of fact. And she will be fine going forward. And the fact that she has lied to you about her other friends, because she can't control, she needs someone in her life. She has to feel that validation that someone loves her. It seems like that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And it's not a fact that you don't love her or care for her. You do. You care for her. But you're not in love with her, not to the part where you're going to have want to spend your life. And every day that you're there, You're giving up the possibility that there's someone else walking down the street that you'd be looking at, that you have the freedom to say hello, to see if that could be your next person in your life. Yeah. And in the meantime, work on just healing from all of this stuff. Right. I always believe in taking a time, uh, a couple breaths between jumping out of a relationship and jumping right into another one, because typically you're not healthy enough to go into the next one and you fall under them for the wrong reasons. So pace yourself, just... Enjoy going out and doing things, being with friends. And if she's one of your friends you want to see and talk to, no one's stopping you from being friends. Just make it very clear that you don't cross. You know, you don't cross the bridge into territories that will get you in, in a problem where you'll fall back right back where you're at. Yeah. So no lovers. It just it, it screws it up. But to, it 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 mixes up. It makes the waters very mucky. Anything? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think. Um the hard part is over. The hardest decision to make is do I want to be with this person or do I not? And you've already clearly made that decision. And the rest of this whole list of things that you're worried about these are all, you know, you can tackle one or two of them at a time and you you know, a lot of it's speculation too. So yeah, obviously you're going to need a different place to live. Worst case can go to your parents. But the fact is, if you are done with this relationship, that needs to be communicated first. And then you kind of figure out all these things as they come at you. But again, not any sort of reason to stay in this relationship, Mm -hmm. this list, you know, you you could triple this list and I still would say, no, there's no reason to stay in this because you don't want to be in this relationship. The rest'll all work itself out. Anything else this is my first real breakup, so I literally have no idea how to do this in a mature and respectful way. The fact that you have all of this kind of laid out in your mind already, and all these, all the effects it's going to have, puts you in a position to really do this in a mature way because you can, you know, think through a lot of these things before you get to them and be more prepared. You already have it laid
1: out. You really do. Um, you know, if you've heard past shows, as, as you've mentioned, you'll know that I had a girlfriend that lived with me named Carla. And I was very clear in my mind that Carla and I, as much as we cared for one another, I would say I care for Carla greatly. I knew that Carla was not going to be my lifelong de- destination. And I was very direct about it. I just, you know, gave, the, I said, I got to Our, our relationship deserves this respect. You deserve this respect and I'm not going to mislead you. And more importantly, I can't mislead me. So here's where we are. Now, what do we want to do about it? And she said, well, are you making me, are you kicking me to the street? And I said, I'm not doing anything of the, anything of the sort. I'm letting you know that we are no longer going to be a couple together, lovers, any of the above. Mm-hmm. We are friends. I have an extra room You until you can get yourself figured out. You know, this is not a long-term permanent thing, but we should make it a direction that you need to start focusing on finding a different place to live and your next move. Right. I'm not giving you a timeline. I mean, I'm not telling you you got three weeks, you got three three minutes. But I would say within the next few months, if you're making the proper direction, that's what you need to do. And she did. It worked out very well. We're friends today. And it was able to go on and, and go to the next level of a friendship. Yeah. She met the right guy, she got married. In fact, if, if, if you listened, I'm the guy that performed the, the the ceremony for them. It was just, it worked out well. But the one thing that we gave it was no anger. I gave it complete dignity, truth and truth. And it, it worked out well. So that, you, you've already identified everything that you need to do, you know what it is. So right. follow through.
0: Well, I would also view this um, as an opportunity. I think the fact that you don't have close friends and you know, you're not super close to your parents or sister, I think you have a good opportunity to go find some new friends, meet new people. You'll have a lot of time to do so. And you know, meeting new people leads to opportunities like having other roommates. Oh, we have a spot open in our house. We'd love to have you. Simple things like that then can dramatically change the course of this and solve a lot of these other worries, but you don't know until you try. So I think this is a, a big opportunity to reach out, you know, expand your circle, find some close friends. It happens. You Can't force it, but it, it just does, but it doesn't happen until you're out and about and in the mix a little bit. Keep,
1: keep anger out of this. This is all because there's, everyone is cares for one another and long as you keep it free of anger, you'll do really well. Just yeah. keep it what it really is. Yeah. Okay, you have a, uh, let us know, again, let us know how you're doing. If people have different comments and different suggestions for you, you know, read the comments because people are brilliant in what they write yeah. sometimes.
0: I love the comments, yeah. it's the best part.
1: Go to the next, what do we got next?
0: Onward and upward. Let's go, And this forward. four. Hi, exclamation point. I love the podcast. I, 26 female, have a dad, 65 male, and he's the best. I couldn't have handpicked a better one if the good Lord himself let me pick one out. But I really feel like he probably gets tired of hearing me complain about my mom, 59 female, and I could use an outside opinion.
1: I'm here for you. We'll give, we'll give dad the night off and you hit me with it.
0: <laughs> my mom and dad were married for 28 years and recently divorced when I was 22. Me and my mom have never had a good relationship. She would always put me down when I was younger, and it really gave me a lot of insecurities that I still struggle with today. As a teen, she tried more to be a friend than a mom, no matter how clearly I made it to her that I wanted a mom, not a friend. We would argue and she would say hurtful things, and she would never apologize or acknowledge any wrongdoing, and then just pretend like nothing ever happened, which sucks. I know I was probably a little shit as a teen, but it always seemed like she was going out of her way to get me in trouble with my dad, or even to get me in trouble at school. As an adult, it's still the same old story. We're separated by a state, which is nice. She never calls me or texts me. I go months without hearing from her. Then she gets mad and leaves me hateful voicemails and text messages. In the last year, my granddad had gotten sicker with his cancer and passed in January of this year, which has been extremely hard on me and my grandma, her parents, as I was extremely close with my pop. She has been less than kind to my grandma during this time. I'm so sorry for the length of this, but I feel like some backstory and information was needed before I got to my question. Several times in the last several years, she has pushed me to the point of cutting her off but everyone is so consistently telling me, she's your mom, you only have one mom, or she waits until something happens like with my granddad's cancer to swoop in and come back around. I'm so tired of having to be the one to put in all of the effort and trying to hold things together when she makes no effort whatsoever. It just really sucks because so many friends my age are so close to their mom and their moms are so great and kind and loving and it just really sucks to know that I will never have that. I've cried and mourned for the mom and loving relationship with her that I never got or will never have. My big question is, how do I cut her off? How do I not give in when she comes back around acting nice, even though I'm always on edge, waiting for her to blow up at me again? I know family is not always blood and can be chosen, and I have the best chosen family and support system, but how do I keep her from guilting me into letting her back in? Any advice you could give would be greatly appreciated. I hope you have a great day.
1: Well, the interesting thing is, you know, it doesn't take um, qualifications to become a mom. Sometimes moms become a mom from bad decisions or not being responsible in some of the choices or the way they, they do conduct their life. And look, your mom may have planned for you. She may not have planned for you. Um, But your mom, that doesn't mean your mom was emotionally ready for you. And it sounds like your mom's got a lot of issues on her own. So that all easily said, you have recognized this and you don't want it to, you know, be like a 20 pound weight on your ankles as you're trying to swim across the swimming pool keeps pulling you down. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is detach that belt as you've already made the choice to do. You know that you can't carry your mom along with everything you do because she's just, it's too heavy on you, on your soul. So the easy answer is, is mom. Our relationship is, you know, I, I don't even know if you need to do that in the beginning. You can just say, mom, I'm busy. Right. I, I can't get to, I you know, you have a busy life. I have a busy life. Let's, you know, see where we are in a couple of weeks. And let her get kind of a hint there's an issue going on. And then in a couple of weeks, when she tries to get a hold of you again, you say, all right, now we're going to have a conversation. And this is our conversation. And handle it by keeping control on, on the conversation and just say, there is, is times where you are just not healthy for me when was that mom i don't have to go identify all this i'm letting you know just accept that there are times that our relationship is not healthy and i need to keep myself focused to be healthy if you want to go think about it and and go back to the times where that might be the case i'll let you reflect for a while and then we'll give it a try and see if we can have a conversation and, and have an afternoon where we can have a good time with one another. But criticizing me, bringing me down, doing whatever, you know, the negative stuff that comes into our relationship, well, not everyone's relationship is positive because I can hear this being played out. Yeah. Mom, but our relationship needs to be positive right now. Yeah. And if you can accept that, We'll give it a try in a few weeks. But right now I just need, for my own mental health, I have to distance myself from you. Yeah. And I'm sorry to have to say this, but I didn't create this. I am i was a child. You were the parent. And this is how we got to where we're at. So when you finally accept that, maybe that'll be the beginning where we can change. And if you want to go get counseling together, if you find it important enough, that it, this is what you want, I'll be glad to come join you at family counseling because right now it's not important enough to me. Yeah. And put the onus on her and see what happens. Uh, that's the way that it's an idea that I have, a way of handling. It doesn't make me right. It's just, I look at this standing back on the sideline and say, this is the way that I think that I would you know, tell Morgan if she had this issue or Taylor or Matthew, you know, that if we had this issue, this is where I would say it. Look, and if I was the negative, I'd say, then I need to back up and go go think about it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, and I don't blame you for having these these feelings because it's my job as a parent to bring the best out in you. And this is not what's happening with your relationship with your mom. So that's my thought.
0: Yeah, I think really... This is a boundary you need to set for yourself. You have so much control in this to where how do you cut her off? Well, it starts with you. I mean, the conversations are great. You can try and you know get her to realize things or improve the relationship, but if that fails and she, you know, it's the same cycle and over and over and she keeps coming back. You got to set the boundary for yourself to not let her keep pulling you back in. And that's all on you at that point. You can't control what she's going to do. And how do I keep her from guilting me into letting her back in? That's just, that's going to be something internal. That's That's going to be something you have to overcome. That's your power. To where you can just not let that get to you, and you will get to this goal of cutting her off if that's what your end goal is. So it's really, uh, it's, it's, it's on you as much as, as much as anyone else to be able to put your foot down and have that be the case because ideal outcome, not let her keep pulling me back in and to cut off contact. I know it'll be hard, but I really think it would be for the best. I am so much less stressed when I go months without hearing from her. Mm-hmm. And the thought of the permanent relief from the stress she adds to my life sounds rather nice.
1: You know, bringing her in direct, in direct thought, this is why you're making your choices, the way that identified in the conversation. I think if you write that down, some of those sentences, it might give you a way of getting out of these broken record grooves that she's going to throw you into because she's going to keep throwing it back to you. You know, why are you doing this? It's your fault. It, you know, you have something to the. Simply to say, it is what it is. We need to take a pause. And, yeah. and take take the direction and command of the conversation. Don't let it escalate. Don't let it get into a yelling batch because it can be. You know your mom and the way that she behaves better than anybody at this point. And you could probably already role play this conversation. So in sure. that, have your notes ready. You got you to slam dunk this thing in about four easy sentences. And then you got to call it a day. And give her time to process it. I mean, if you want to write it down and say, here are the reasons and hand it to her and say, I need to leave now and leave and leave her with the paper. She can go argue with the paper all she wants because the last thing that's going to do any good for either one of you is a yelling match between the two of you in a restaurant. Right. So see how you do. And, you know, and I'm sure, you know, again, (laughs) I don't want to sound like a broken record myself, Read the comments that other parents, yeah. other, other of our listeners have done, how they've handled because they, we've all been here. Yeah. You know, we've all had our experiences. This is not a new conversation. This is a conversation with a lot of people.
0: And once again, this is, you really got to put yourself first in the, in the spotlight on this one. This is for you and your future. Mm-hmm without really considering any of the other factors. This keep is con- a decision for yourself.
1: Keep control. That's, that's the biggest thing is, is keep the direction, keep the dialogue the way that you want it to go and then walk away so she can have the ability of processing it Yeah, and see if there's any growth because obviously your mom's got to grow. Your relationship's yeah. got to grow because it certainly hasn't, it's just abuse.
0: Yeah, number five. Okay. Hey there, Morgan, Justin and dad. I feel weird calling you anything else.
1: And we're glad that you do.
0: (laughs) I apologize in advance. I've had some wine and have a little ADHD, so this might be a long one. I need some help here. My fiance and I have been together for about eight years, give or take. There's been two separations in those eight years. We have two beautiful daughters together, seven and two and a half. My fiance has been suffering from depression pretty bad lately like the past six months. He's also been dealing with his newfound addiction over the last year and a half. He was clean for months and recently relapsed and got clean again. And I've researched as much as I can about addiction to try and help so I know depression is a part of that process. But there's one more thing that's come up in all this. His father, who is supposed to be serving a life sentence for the murder of my mother-in-law when my fiance was little, has reached out to him and let him know that he has a parole hearing coming up and might be getting out. And on top of this, we have communication issues, which we recognize, and I know we need therapy to help us. But he is so against therapy and just expects me to be his therapist and vice versa. Now, with all this going on, I want to say our daughters are thriving and we keep all of this from them as much as we can but it's come to a point where my fiance is almost mad at me for choosing to make sure our girls are taken care of over babysitting him with his depression and addiction. But he's never done that for me going through my own issues, dealing with my abusive ex stepfather also getting out of prison. I don't know what I'm asking for at this point. Just a little bit of guidance. I know it's a lot. And if you have questions, feel free to ask ideal outcome. No, just some guidance from a father. My bio dad has never really been a huge part of my life. If Morgan came to you with this issue, what would you tell her?
1: So the fellow getting out of prison is, his, is her father-in-law. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. You're dealing with the fact of, of this fiance's addiction and your kids and what's going on. Your, your prime goal is to protect yourself and so you can protect your children. Yeah. And there's a lot of muck coming around and it's all being put on to you. He's got to go get help. And it's not you, you're not the professional. It's great that you're that you're that you guys are there for another and your friends are one, for one another and you and you are there to support one another, but you also have to be doing it together. And if he is incapacitated, your hands are full with the kids and now you're going to be, have to deal with the with the father-in-law and, and, and his emotional um, possible derailments because of that. Because part maybe it's part of his depression could be because of this whole situation that he had with his father-in-law and the fact that he killed the mother. I'm, I mean, her, her, her father-in-law killed... Oh, from, from his... Part of this issue is from him living with the fact that his dad killed his mom. 100%.
0: And,
1: and this, there's so much muck here. So there's gotta be some therapy definitely involved and some other interaction that doesn't involve you. It's way above your pay grade. Yeah. And if this is stuff that's going on right now in your household and your, and your daughters are a part of all this, I think the smart, smart plays remove you and your daughters for right now to to where they can get healthy enough to become back as part of this unit. And you can point blank, tell them, I'd like to be here for this, but this isn't healthy for any of us. Right. And in order to do the the, the, the longer play and the bigger picture, we need to take a pause and and we're going to go live elsewhere. And because until you are certain that it's safe for your kids, your girls that are young, I think she said six and seven,
0: Seven and two and a half. Seven
1: and two and a half. You gotta keep those girls safe, period. That that's that's your only task in life right now is to protect those girls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's you know, with therapy it's tricky. You you can't get someone who doesn't want to go to therapy to go to therapy. And if you do, I it's really not gonna be effective because they're just gonna shut down and say it's all BS and whatever. You need Therapy is effective when someone needs help and actually wants help Mm -hmm, and they choose. So the only thing you can do is you can hope that maybe one day he'll want to go and get help for himself. Until then, only thing you can control is you and getting you and your daughters out, Mm -hmm. which may inspire some Different some, things, but- Some
1: forward motion on him on a positive level.
0: Right, but that's all hypothetical. That's and correct. And so in doing it for yourself, this is kind of kind of looking like the move right now.
1: That's my suggestion. And I think it's your suggestion. I agree with you
0: and fully. I think we need our, our people to chime in uh, with some real life experience on this because a lot of dynamics-
1: yeah. It's easy. It's easy for us to sit here and say, you know, grab the girls and go have, right, and go right. do your thing. I understand it. it's a whole different thing to implement it. You have all kinds of other dynamics that are taking place, but I, I truly feel that you have no option, but to do this and to do it in the most healthy way and certainly expedited fashion yeah. and, and do it with a lack of anger because look, you got to look at the, at your husband that here's a guy that's it's he's sick. If he had a common cold, you would say, here, let me go get you some Kleenex. This is obviously a lot different than common cold, but no different. It's still an illness and he's got to get some help with this illness. He's got to go to the doctor. Yeah. He needs some assistance and he needs far more assistance than what you're able to provide for him because of training.
0: 100%.
1: I have no idea what's going on with with, with with the fact of him coming out of jail and what happened there. But I would certainly think that if a guy went to jail for murdering his wife, you would want to really think twice about having them around your daughter. Daughters. Right. Okay. A lot going on.
0: Okay. What um, do you got? We're going to end with a someone responding to Last week's episode, they wanted to write in with some advice. So someone listened to our episode last week Mm -hmm. and wanted to write in and kind of talk about their experience to this problem. Okay. Okay. So, hey, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. My name is Kayla, and my husband and I have been avid listeners since the very beginning. I'd like to follow up with the write-in last week regarding the woman who is expecting and has an addict mother. I remember that. So let's start with my very similar history. My mom became addicted to meth when I was seven years old. This has caused me a lifetime of trauma, depression, and letdowns, so I understand exactly where she's coming from. I'm a mother of two boys, five and six, and have a wonderful, happy life that I wouldn't trade for the world. Now, the minute I heard this story, I knew I immediately needed to write in because I had this exact same problem when I gave birth to my first son. I would cry and fight with myself every day because my mom is a beautiful soul and very nurturing in nature, but nonetheless an addict. It caused an immense battle within myself until I left my son in her care. It was Thanksgiving and I ran out with my husband to go get some stuff from the store, I got a call from my mom saying my son was unresponsive and an ambulance was on the way. And at the time, my son was two months old. She had given him Tylenol, which caused him to choke. I sped to her house and jumped in the ambulance. When we got to the hospital, he finally coughed up all the Tylenol and made a full recovery. This was when I stopped leaving my son in her care. I continued to let her attend birthdays and get-togethers, But in a horrible turn of events, she decided to steal my identity. I received a bench warrant in the mail for a missed court date for a crime I didn't commit. This was my final straw. I knew it was now or never, and I had to end our relationship. I blocked her and have only spoken to her indirectly or through others. This year marks four years since we've spoken. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. This won't be an easy task, but set the boundary. Don't wait for the last straw. Please have the conversation. Say, we can't have any communication until I know you're sober. I love you and am praying for you. And that's it. Wishing you all the best luck and joy and motherhood. I'm so proud of you and my heart goes out to you. Thanks guys for reading this. I hope she receives the message. Love you all.
1: Very well said. Yeah, we hope that uh, it rings. it rings bells for her.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of this show too, is I, I just love the community of help that we have here. And there's mm-hmm. such a wealth of experience. And I mean, it's, we probably can't read one story without a number of people go, having been through the exact same thing or directly relating to it.
1: And, and if we get it wrong, they're able to get it right for us. Cause some of the stuff we haven't experienced in this case, we all pretty much said the same thing. You got to disconnect.
0: Yeah, well, and I think the beauty of what we do mostly is we get the stories out there. Yeah. So that then the, the whole Father Knows community can come together and help these people. It,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And that's
0: kind of our whole goal and mission with this. So,
1: so on that note, I want to uh, say thank you all for joining us, being part of our life and letting us be a part of your life. And for the ones that we are glad to be there for. Because you guys also give us back just the, the knowledge that we're doing some good things here. And it's good for our souls as well. So head over to Patreon for some great bonus uh, content. And we'll see you next week. Bye all.